It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Net income helps you get the most revenue using various streams of income. More money, more money, more money. Now, join your host as we bring on the blink, Jeremy Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. What is up? Today is Tuesday, June 19th. I'm your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, also known as Shoe Money. And today, I have no guests. It's just me, but I do have some good topics to talk to you about. So we'll kind of just jump into them here. The first one is the arbitrage MFA issue with Google AdSense. So last month, they said that, you know, this month they were going to start enforcing the policy. Um... Basically, where you know sites that weren't converting well for well, that's kind of me interpreting it. They were sending out emails to people telling them that their traffic wasn't of good quality, and so a lot of people made posts, GenSense, and others, assuming that it was uh, basically making assumptions that it was people doing arbitrage or the made-for AdSense people. So now, uh, yesterday, I was on the Strike Point show with Jen and. Really, my view hasn't changed much on it. I still believe that it's not really about either of those sites. It's about the return on investments for the AdWords advertisers. And, you know, if that return is bad, then they're going to ban that Google AdSense publisher. So uh, when, I, when I made my case for, you know, that theory, I basically said, you know, the biggest arbitragers there are is, I would venture to say the the biggest there is would be ask.com. And so and also like, you know, shopping.net and stuff like that. Actually, I just went to shopping.net and as you'll notice if you're just typing along at home, if you go to shopping.net right at the front, you see big fat square with a bunch of ads that are cleverly disguised because it's a premium account um and if you follow the headers, if you click on one of those links, it actually bounces through ask.com and then through um, Google AdSense. So it's actually Google selling to ask, selling to shopping.net, basically. So shopping.net is, is actually an ask-owned company, property. Um, you know, huge arbitrage going on there. They're, they buy a lot of traffic to that site. So, you know, it's... I still see they're running it. It's cleverly disguised. I mean, it's not even. It doesn't even say that it's ads by Google. So, you know, please, they're not going after arbitragers. They're going after low quality, low converting things. I'm sure this converts well. If somebody searches for DVD player or something like that. This comes up very high in paid search. You go to this page and you know you see another ad for a DVD player. You click on it. You go. So. Um, it probably converts well. Advertisers are happy. Everybody's happy. I have no problem with it, but let's not call it what it's not. I mean, it's not Google's not going after arbitragers and people who have made for AdSense site as a whole. They're just going after those who, uh, in my opinion, who don't really matter. Either the people don't make enough money that they matter, or Google can just say, well, you know, you you've made twenty dollars this month. We're just gonna just gonna chop you out and take the easy road. Or you know, it's somebody that clearly their traffic is just bullcrap. And doesn't convert for the for the AdWords advertiser, and maybe they pulled their budget or or whatever. So, another thing to keep in mind is all the AdWords advertisers can see all the URLs that are sending them traffic, right? So, 
what a lot of them could be doing is using Google as a vehicle to find out what websites are sending them quality traffic, those that are smart enough to do their own in-house analytics. So, and what I mean by that is, like, we had that actually happen on one of our, our big forum, our mobile forum community sites, where we get approached by advertisers, and we always ask them, you know, what, how did you find us? You know, what made, what made you target us? And they always say, well, you know, we, we were advertising through Google AdSense, and, you know, your, your site returned a good investment for us, so we, we thought we'd approach you directly. So, which I, which I thought was kind of funny, and maybe Google's seeing that more across the board. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big thing, and the more actual advertisers, the more actual, sorry, the more AdWords advertisers that do that and use Google as a vehicle to get some basic metrics on who they're going to approach, you know, I think that really is going to be, well, it's kind of the end of, of Google if, if all these advertisers do that, because if you look at it, Advertisers can basically say, okay, Google AdSense, or I'm sorry, Google AdWords, I'm either, I'm going to use you for a month, and then I'm going to take that data, and all the sites that converted for me, I'm going to approach directly, and those that didn't, I'm not going to advertise on. So now they have an excellent return on their investment, and no chance, well, lower chance for click fraud and stuff like that, because they're not advertising on the run of content, run of network. They're actually focused on, on good sites. So... I think Google's, Google, you know, started down a dangerous path here because it's really going to draw attention to, you know, how are people getting metrics and then people are going to want to share that, you know, well, here's what we use. And it's going to kind of sweep through the industry, I, I feel, and I feel like it's a really, really bad road for Google to start treading on, but, you know, that's their bread and butter. And uh, if you look at their, their reports, I mean, that's where they make all their money is from, from AdWords advertisers. I think it's as high as 90% in some estimates. So I really think it's a, a scary road for them to to start down, but but it's something that they probably need to do. I'd, I'd rather see them focus more on click fraud detection and, you know, be more transparent with the uh, the users in that way, but if they want to make it appear like they're going after people with low uh, converting traffic when they're just kind of weeding out the riffraff, then go for it. So that was basically the first thing I wanted to talk about. You know, I don't have a guest to kind of get a little winded here because uh, there's just nobody else to fill in. So the, I just got back from eBay DevCon, and we're going to talk about that after we take this first break. So we got Brasco producing our show today, so let's go ahead and roll commercials. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe. Or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. 
for the last decade. Millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. It's a little pet peeve of mine, right? Go on the web and somebody writes up about me and they put web gorilla, as in the monkey. Not gorilla, like, you know, warfare, terrorist. We're gonna do the monkey. Hi, this is Greg Bozo. Do the monkey. A.K.A. Monkey Boy. Monkey, monkey. Sometimes I get a little pissy. That's alright. But I gotta tell you, dude, he made you look like a good chimp. He did. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're confusing me. Monkeypicks.co.uk. Funny bastard, isn't he? I swear to God, if you play that promo one more time, I'm publishing the photo. How much is that gorilla in the window? Wrapped and dished all week long on webmasterradio.fm. Your destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the blade, Jeremy Shoemaker. All right, everybody. Welcome back. And today is June 19th, here all by myself, just kind of recapping the events that are going on. So, eBay DevCon, me and Dill Smack headed up last, I arrived last Sunday, he got in Monday, and um, it was quite an event. It was a conference like I'd really never been to before. Most conferences we have ever been to, they basically tried to make money when clearly I've heard eBay dropped as much as one to two million dollars on this event. Uh, basically, that it was that much of an expense to them uh, for the company. Of course, the developers are the ones that are you know driving a lot of traffic and the affiliates. So it was it was a really really cool event. Again, those numbers are just rumors. I heard nothing official. Uh, so really, the, the first day I got there was Sunday. Just kind of. Took it easy, just went to bed. The second day, Monday, me and Dill Smack did an interview for an award we won for Auction Ads, which was a Star Developer Award, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, it was, you can actually find it on YouTube. Um, just search for, I think the username is eBay Developer. And uh, so it's kind of kind of funny. Um, interesting. A lot of people say it's actually professional, which is kind of new for people to say about me. So, so I'm kind of joking, but kind of funny at the same time. All right, so the funnier or the more interesting things was Monday after the sessions, 
um, well, I'll tell you a little bit about sessions that I went to. I was sitting out with a couple friends on their uh, networking lounge, and there was a young lady there who was, you know, going over her her speaker notes and stuff like that, and and I just asked her how she was doing, what she was speaking on, and she owns a company called As Was, and it's actually AsWas.com, and what they do is they they basically assist eBay sellers, and they're doing very well just doing that. And, and basically, they assist them with everything. It's kind of a one-stop shop, everything from designing their listings to, you know, better converting uh, titles and, and also people that are building applications for eBay. And, you know, and it was, it was just really interesting to hear, like, how many people, you know, are seeking a company like this. And, and they have a lot of competitors, but, but they're pretty much the go-to company, and they get a lot of their business from referrers. So it was very interesting talking with her, and then, of course, I, I was really interested to go and see her presentation. So it was interesting about uh, 10 minutes into her presentation, she covered basically all the things you don't want to name your company or your application you know, for eBay. And it was basically anything that started with the word auction, which, of course, we just launched a company called Auction Ads about three months ago, which was, which was really, really interesting to hear that. And so... Um, you know, it was just it was just funny. Um, basically, she also went into detail and just and her kind of justification was she showed the actual eBay directory of all the applications um, that were being developed, and it was like auction stats with a Z with an S. You know, I mean, every combination of auction works, auction this, auction this, every kind of eBay, e this, e that, bay this, bay that, and just was talking about how confusing it is for somebody. Um, you know, who goes in there looking for one product and they can't find it. Fortunately for us, with auction ads, we have a web-based product. Um, it's not an application you download. And really, I doubt anyone has heard of anything close to auction ads or wouldn't think of auction ads because we own auctionads.com and stuff like that. So I think I understand her point about brand confusion. However, I think that we've done a pretty good job establishing ourselves for the authority as auction ads. So... But who knows? I mean, she makes a great point. Maybe we chose the wrong domain there, but we've got almost 20,000 users now, so I think we're doing pretty good. All right, so she was really cool to meet, and it was a really fun experience. Um, later on Monday, we had this CNET reporter come up to me and Dillsmack, and it was really interesting. Now, keep in mind, this was Monday, um, and he was, and he said, you know, I'd, I'd like to interview you. And I said, okay. You know, we thought it was about auction ads, of course. And, and he was basically just said, you know, I want to talk to you about Google Checkout. And we were like, okay. And he said, you know, how, how anti-competitive do you think it is that eBay doesn't allow Google Checkout on eBay, you know, as a method of payment on eBay? And that was really struck us kind of odd. So I, I just basically said, well, um, you know, just search the web for Google Checkout, and I'm like, you'll find some not-so-good reviews. I'm like, I think, and actually, Dillsmack actually had firsthand knowledge and experience with Google Checkout, where they actually lost his order and some other things happened there that weren't so good. So, you know, we we basically, my opinion was, I mean, it was just weird. The reporter just had a way about him where he it was just like he wanted us to say that, Google Checkout, or that, that eBay was, you know, being anti-competitive, not allowing Google Checkout. And 
we didn't know anything was going on. Actually, nobody knew anything in the background. But, but it just kept going on with this reporter, and he just kept almost wording the questions like, well, you would say that would be anti-competitive, though, right? You know, and we were, we were both like, no, uh, actually we wouldn't because there's no value add to the user. I mean, that was basically my response was, you know, I think if Google Checkout had a value add to the, to the checkout experience, then people would probably use it. But, you know, they have PayPal, and, you know, if somebody's going to use something, they would use PayPal. The Google Checkout has kind of been proven to be unstable to some extent, you know, and, and it, I guess it just hasn't had enough time yet to where people really believe in it. And, I mean, obviously, if eBay was going to lose users because they weren't allowed to use Google Checkout, you know, then, then obviously eBay would look into it. And in closing, I kind of, uh, my last comment to the reporter was, you know, um, people can actually use Google Checkout if they just specify their own website as the checkout system, and they have Google Checkout as an option. But the thing is, nobody's doing that because, well, I, I don't know why, but I'm guessing because there's issues with Google Checkout. So that would just be my guess. Um, so we didn't really think too much of it, but we did talk to some other eBay people, and they were, and we were just saying, oh, we were interviewed by a few. We were interviewed by a few companies and, and magazines because of our, because we won the Star Developer Award. So it wasn't weird that we were being interviewed. It was weird that the topic was about how Google Checkout, you know, was being, you know, so involved with that. So. But it was interesting that we were telling these, these eBay people about, you know, we were interviewed by and they sure perked up when we said that Google, this guy only wanted to use, talk about Google Checkout and basically just wanted to get us, us quoting as saying that, you know, eBay was anti-competitive and they should allow Google Checkout. So more on that in a little bit. Because then, uh, let's see, it was really cool because we didn't go to any more sessions on Monday after talking to that reporter, but about 3.30, they had what's called the Beer Bash, which was a ton of alcohol, um, you know, right on the conference area. You didn't have to go anywhere. Um, it had, they had wine, booze, great beer. Uh, everything was there. They had chicken wings, taquitos, you know, um, great food. That's another thing about this conference was, I mean, the food was incredible. I mean, they had, like, fish, and uh, it, was, it was, like, like chicken breast and corn on the cob, and I mean not not like a what you would see at a normal conference. I mean it was the food was really really good, just excellent food. And they and they just put on like a show during the lunch. I mean it was it was such a, a well put on event. So you know we wrapped a lot with with people and um, at, at the beer bash it was really good to network. We met we met some German spammers that were pretty hilarious. Um, we met. Uh, I won't say anything about any names or anything there, but if they're listening, you guys know who you are. You guys were funny as crap. Um, see, I got to hang out with with just just a, some other people, you know, that just eBay people and stuff like that. Then uh, let's see, going into Monday, right after the beer bash, they PayPal sponsored an event where they rented out the Blue Man Group Theater and basically took everybody from DevCon to that, and so. Everybody went to that, had a great time. I did not. I stayed and drank beer. Um, then after that, they had another party that was totally sponsored that went until the wee hours in the morning. I had to give my SEO presentation the next morning, so I did not partake in these late-night events. Every time whenever I speak or give a presentation, 
I, I don't like to get completely inebriated just because um, I like to do a good job. So uh, basically, that's what I did is I retired pretty early. So now Tuesday came, and 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. is my presentation. Um, I get down there bright and early. And that's, that's another thing about this conference, which I had never experienced in my life before speaking anywhere, is I had to have my presentation in by, oh, man, it was like mid-April. And when I turned it in, it had to go through their legal team and their PR team and had to be approved by all these different people. And they actually insert slides into your presentation, like a legal slide and all this other stuff. Now, I think Affiliate Summit might do something like this, but I've never given a presentation at Affiliate Summit. I've only been on Q&A panels there, so I've never had to prepare an official Affiliate Summit presentation. I know for SES, I've, I've never had to make sure the legal team approved it and all that stuff, but maybe that's coming there. But So that was, that was different. So I've had a lot of questions from people who didn't attend my presentation but have seen some of the slides for my presentation. Basically, um, just hope to cover a little, a few of those. Pretty much, I kicked it off with just talking about, you know, what is SEO, why do we need it, and my thoughts on that are basically, you know, <clears throat> obviously SEO, search engine optimization. You know, it's uh, when it started. You know, Google when Google first came out, and, and I I kind of use Google as a point because I I wasn't really around for the other search engines and. You know, like when AltaVista was all you optimize for and stuff like that. I knew about them, I used them, but I wasn't I wasn't trying to rank for stuff or had a website. So I'm fairly new to SEO, and and I kind of made a joke about you know the guy that's too white for black hats and too black for white hats is doing a presentation on SEO, and you know I only have a few years experience messing with it. So Google is basically my point of reference. I also believe Google is the future for other search engines. So you can do for Google today. You know, most of them will catch up. I mean, they are the standard which other search engines adhere to. So, pretty much, I cover Google. I just said, you know, when it started, uh, you know, it's really interesting that Google Webmaster Guidelines, you know, state you should write your website for humans and not for search engines. And then at the same time, you know, they talk about SEO, which is, you know, optimizing your web page for the search engine, of course. So it's kind of a a weird area off the bat, and I mean, to most SEO people, it's gonna, they probably had that revelation a long time ago, but I think to some people out there, that might be, just be kind of an interesting thought there for a minute, because really, I mean, like, you know, there, then there's, so basically, SEO is pretty much all a gray area, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's an area that you can test um, and push, but don't break it, uh, so you know, I gave, a, I gave a lot of examples, and, and I talked about, well, the first part I talked about, you know, just basic SEO, like, you know, use keywords in your title tags, use them in the meta tags, don't make the meta tags too spammy, um, and there's some good write-ups of my actual thing that you can, you can read, I link to them, so it was like, you know, make your meta tag description, read like an actual description, not like, you know, don't try to stuff it full of spammy keywords, I think shopping.com does one of the best SEO jobs of, of any site online. They they totally rock um, in SERPs uh, for just about every phrase there is. And I think it was Aaron Shear who was the consultant on that, and he, he totally rocked it. Um, so and another shout-out to Shopping.com, Josh Wetzel, who I got to see at DevCon. Great guys over there at Shopping. 
look forward to working with them on a few things in the future. Um, so I used them for a lot of examples. I didn't use eBay. In fact, I pointed out a little bit how eBay, I feel, doesn't do a very good SEO job. You know, they, they, their descriptions are often really stuffed to the max with keywords. Um, and in my opinion, I, I always think that, you know, Google likes to let everybody think that there's a magic algorithm that sorts everything. But yet at the same time, you know, they have, you know, you see they have all these ads and papers for they're hiring all these positions all over the country where basically people are sitting behind consoles and going through spam reports and, you know, doing all this stuff. So there's all these humans tweaking this, you know, there's supposed to be this magic algorithm, but it's just kind of interesting that, you know, I think Google's kind of thrown up the white flag with the algorithm. Now you've got, you know, Matt Cutts posting about, hey, submit us sites that are have paid links and all this crazy stuff because we can't figure it out, basically. Um, and I just, so so I basically, you know, I, and then I showed a few examples of people that are that are just doing so well in search engines and stuff like, for instance, uh, the example I use is John Chow. You know, that Google says reciprocal linking will cancel out each other and it will not gain you any positions, you know, and or any favors with the search engines. So when John Chow has a, and, and I'm talking about johnchow.com, ranks number one for Make Money Online, very prestigious, very, you know, very hard to rank for keyword. So the guy basically started a, a viral campaign where if, if people would link to him with the keyword of Make Money Online, then he would compensate them with a reverse link, so a reciprocal link. So basically that should cancel out everything. It shouldn't work. Um, so the guy's done it has, you know, probably close to a 1,000 uh, reciprocal links coming into him now that actually have that targeted phrase. All of a sudden, he ranks number one for it, bypassing other people who were ranking number one, such as ProBlogger and other just other people that have been there forever. This guy who just started his blog now is outranking them. So, and also, you know, he talks about he actually, you know, sells text link ads on his site. He does paid reviews, all this stuff that Google says you shouldn't do, yet he does it and he gets rewarded for it by getting a PR six and ranking number one for, you know, one of the hardest keywords in the, in the business that he's in about making money online. So basically in my presentation, I, I basically boil it down to what is Google trying to say? You know, like forget about what they're saying, you know, try to try to look at what are they trying to say? And, and the biggest thing is, yeah, they say there's a magic algorithm and they say you, should build these sites for humans, not for robots. But yet, at the same time, they completely con contradict that all the time. Matt cuts one minute, says he believes in the policy of, you know, Matt Mullenweg from WordPress.com, where, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you know, stuff your WordPress templates with things and then distribute them. This whole, I'm probably confusing people there. but And then the other hand, you look at... I mean, Matt Mullenweg and, and the WordPress team have influenced the search engine so much by stuffing their and all their friends' links in, in every WordPress thing ever. So I think there's, there's kind of a hypocrisy there, and, and it just all doesn't make sense, right? Because, I mean, like, if you search for Matt, the first person is Matt Mullenweg. The reason is because, you know, he's a creator of WordPress, and he basically stuffed all those templates or default install with Matt linking to him. Also, with all his other friends, rank number one for their first name. So, you know, it's, I mean, that is the biggest, you know, unnatural influence of search engine thing I've ever seen yet. So, you know, one minute he's the model, and Matt's saying, you know, I like what he says about, you know, what he talks about putting, 
But then on the other hand, he's like doing completely opposite of what they say. So you see again and again and again, all you have to do is really listen to David Naylor for about five minutes, and he'll point out a thousand different ways that Google is being completely hypocritical. So really, the bottom line is you have to figure out what's their point, right? So like what are they trying to say? Because what they're saying isn't making sense. So you have to wipe out all the crap, all the grandstanding, sift through it all, and the bottom line is they don't want to look stupid. That's that was like the point of my presentation and SEO that I tried to drive home more than anything is that, you know, don't read too much about what people are saying. Test for yourself. And what you'll find is, uh, is like what John Chow has found, is that, you know, Google says don't do all that stuff, but his site at the, at the end of the day is about making money online. So kind of, I don't want to say whatever means he used to get there work or, you know, ends justify the means, but in his case it clearly has because he does, you know, he does reciprocal linking, paid reviews, paid links, everything, what Google says not to do, yet he ranks number one for make money online. But guess what? His site is about making money online. So at the end of the day, it should rank number one for making money online because that guy has managed to make money online and talks about making money online. So it's it's very confusing, but that's my take on it. You know, um, there's, uh, you know, I mean, I know Barry Schwartz has sold you know, links on his blog forever, yet he's up on, you know, the panels with Google experts talking about, you know, selling links and stuff like that, and he, and he does it on his site. Um, I love Barry. I'm not trying to call him out by any means. I'm just pointing out the fact that, um, and, and Barry's mentioned all the time by Google and other people invited to all events as, you know, one of the poster childs of the Internet or, you know, how you should do things correctly. So, you know, again, you really have to sift through the grandstanding and all the crap because, the bottom line is Google doesn't like to look stupid. They don't like it when, you know, a, a newspaper ranks number one for ringtones or for Viagra. They look stupid. It looks like their algorithm sucks when something like that happens. So I guess the bottom line is if you're going to buy, and, and I say, you know, you, you probably should, you know, what, uh, you have to look at the facts. You know, you have to cut through the crap, look at the facts. So buy text links, buy paid reviews, but buy them that are relevant. I mean, because if you rank number one for ringtones when your site is about, you know, Arabic news, which you see sometimes, then that makes Google look stupid, and you're going to get nuked for that, and you're going to get reported for that. But otherwise, if you really think about it, do you really, really think that Google could do anything about it? Because when you, when you look at somebody like John Chow, what's to say that I didn't want him to get nuked out, so I bought a bunch of paid links, and now I reported him, is Google now going to take him out? No. I mean, they, if his site is about making money online and he has links pointing to his site about making money online, what's wrong with that, you know? So cut through all the grandstanding, all this stuff. It's my theory. It's my take. So when you see my slides, it's going to be confusing because they basically say buy reviews, buy paid links, um, but they've got to be relevant. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break, and we'll talk more about... I'll finish up what I was talking about in my SEO presentation and a little bit more about DEF CON and, and changing into some other stuff. So we'll be right back. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? 
Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Say big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe.com. Or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic with RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service. You'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Attention, WebmasterRadio.fm loyal listeners and our premium podcasters. If you are experiencing trouble listening or downloading from WebmasterRadio.fm, you can help us help you help you. Email us at support at WebmasterRadio.fm. That's support at WebmasterRadio.fm. Our staff will go into action to fix broken links, podcasts, and streaming issues. WebmasterRadio.fm is dedicated to providing the most optimized listening experience anywhere. WebmasterRadio.fm is proud to stream our first-class program by providing multiple Listen Live links on our homepage via our new content delivery network, Akamai. Help us to keep everyone in the B2B business world connected to webmasterradio.fm. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the blade, Jerry Shoemaker. All right, welcome back. So I'm just going to wrap this up fast, talking about my SEO presentation at eBay DevCon. Basically, I wanted to make it basic enough so that I didn't lose people because, you know, most people there were eBay uh, people that are doing business on eBay and building applications for eBay, they weren't search engine people. So, you know, while I felt I might, I mean, uh, people felt I was qualified to give this talk, I kind of was kind of questioning whether or not I was. So I was determined to talk about it based on my experiences and not based on what everybody says. And so that's what I've been talking about in the in the last segment was basically sifting through all the crap, look at the facts of what people are doing and what works. You've got John Chow basically saying, I mean, he's not even afraid to admit it because he, he doesn't have anything to lose. I mean, the guy just says, hey, here's what I'm doing. I don't care what happens. And it just happens that he's rewarded for it very handsomely by the search engine. So um, look at the facts. That was kind of the point of my presentation. Um, don't, 
don't go crazy reading forums and all this stuff. Just test for yourself and find out what works. Because you'll find, you know, at times basically that, you know, a lot of the grandstanding stuff and whatnot, you know, if it's the ends can sometimes justify the means. Um, not telling you to go out there, go crazy spamming and all this other stuff because not telling you to do that. But what I am saying is, you know, it, it might make sense to buy links, to buy reviews, stuff like that for your site because obviously those are working for relevant sites. So that wraps up my SEO presentation. After that, I was on a panel. It was called like the Affiliate Something Summit panel. Um, with me was Christine Kim of eBay, also goes by CK. Uh, Lily Shin, who is, um, not sure her exact title, but she's kind of the head of, or I believe she's just the head of the U.S. affiliate program. Um, she was the moderator. Uh, Alex Schultz from the International eBay team. And John Coronella from, uh, he's basically a moderator at Webmaster World, very well known in the SEO world, very cool guy. So, just making sure I didn't forget anybody. I think that was everybody. Um, we basically talked about the state of the affiliate industry. We took a lot of questions. It was very cool. It was a very cool session. It was one of the best sessions I've ever been on. The audience was very educated and asked a lot of really good, relevant questions. Uh, you know, kind of one of them that really caught me off guard was I was asked what idea, because I kind of talked about how if you just sit on an idea, somebody will do it and pass you by. So, and basically, a, a few things will happen. Is if you if you have an idea, and you don't act on it, you know somebody's going to do it. Well, actually, technology will pass you by, and it just won't be relevant anymore. Somebody will steal your idea, and do it, or somebody will just do it. Just you know, by law of averages, eventually somebody will think of the same thing and do it, and then you'll hate yourself. So then the question came, basically to me was, what have I thought of that somebody else had done, and I wish I would have done it. And I basically had a couple examples. One was pagedating.com, which is a site I thought of about three years ago, which was actually dating over text message or SMS. And I was kind of ahead of the time when I thought of it. Um, I made the site. I basically put a few profiles on there. I actually had one sign-up um, from a guy who signed up when there was nobody on there. And I think he might be a, a subscriber. So the one guy out there, you rock. Um, and basically, it just didn't get any sign-up, didn't get any traction. This was way before I discovered SEO and all this other stuff and or marketing or anything. It was kind of just a idea I came up with. I coded it myself, and uh, basically it works. I just never did anything with it. So PageDating.com was, was something that I thought of. And now you're seeing... I really don't. I really think that that is still a great idea that somebody could do. I don't think anyone is doing it Nobody has become like the e-harmony of mobile dating or the, you know, whatever of mobile dating. Basically, I think that if somebody was to invest the time and make a site and acquire users, that it would be huge. And I think you would be bought in a second by some of the more traditional sites. So that was, that was a good question I got. Another example I used was rafflebag.com, which was, I think, is a pretty good domain. Um, Dillsmack made the site basically over a weekend I came up with the idea he made it and we just never really launched it the idea was that we would do uh, what do they call those offers the ones where you get paid for people doing incentivized offers 
So basically, like we would, you know, you would sign up for a free iPod, you would get one raffle ticket, you would sign up for this, you would get another raffle ticket, you sign up for a survey, you get another one, you sign up for Blockbuster, you get like five raffle tickets. You could put your tickets in whatever drawing you wanted, and then we would hold drawings, you know, like as soon as X amount of tickets were sold. Still think it's a pretty good idea. There's just, I just never could find the viral aspect of it or the viral component, which leads me kind of into this, this segment which I wanted to talk about was really the three things that I look for whenever I get into a company or a business. Really, it's got to always have these three core ingredients, or I just I just don't, or I'll spend time looking for that ingredient before I launch it because I think it's got to have these three ingredients. And the three ingredients are basically, um, you know, that, that it's got to have, you know, I mentioned viral. But, but the, basically the first thing that it's got to do is it's got to be a service. You know, it's got to be something people need or in a, a big improvement on a service that already exists. So when I created NextPimp, it was basically a place where I felt there was a service needed that people could create their own ringtones, upload them, share them with the world. People could download them. Simple, 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 simple service, right? Uh, the second component, and then with auction ads, I felt like there was a need for a service where people... You know, it, just to simplify the process of, you know, people signing up to the eBay affiliate program. Um, I, I, I think we actually were working on a funny YouTube video um, that I don't think will ever come out, but it was basically showed. I, I took two people, everyday people. I put them both in front of a computer. I had one use auction ads, sign up for a new account. One use Commission Junction to basically make their own affiliate, uh, just their own account. The person with Commission Junction completed it in, in just about 10 minutes, and this is with no help from us. The person with, with auction ads completed in about 30 seconds, and that 30 seconds was mostly due because they were a bad typer. So, you know, it was pretty clear that there was a service that was needed uh, there, and so that's what we created with auction ads. The second part, after you've discovered you found the service that everybody needs, is the viral aspect. There's got to be some component to your product where it's going to continue after you've ended your marketing efforts because if there's not a viral component, it's it's just gonna, you're always going to have to have a huge budget for advertising. With auction ads, we the viral component basically is is people see the ad and the ads by auction ads they click on it and we discovered very fast that 87% of new users came and this stat actually comes from our first month and it's remained true. 87% of our new users come from seeing the ad. Even though we had exposure on TechCrunch and Nine Rules and all these forums covered it and all these blogs covered it, and that was great to help us get started, but once people, 87% of our new users came from seeing the ad. So that also meant that 87% of the new users were, were actually, you know, were being sent from affiliates who were going to get basically 2% bonus of their revenue. So it's, that's a great you know, way to do your thing is to have a viral component to your thing. Now, with the ringtones, you know, basically we had it so that people could send, you know, send messages to their friends about ringtones, you know, upload it. We had contests where, you know, people could upload the most, the most downloaded, blah, 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 give away prizes and stuff like that, just incentivize people. And once people start finding about it, we, I mean, with NextPimp, just, it just kept growing and growing and growing just by word of mouth. So that one had kind of an unforeseen viral component. Um, and the third thing is it's got to have some sort of revenue model. And this isn't always the thing you have to come up with right away, but, it's, but it is something to, to keep in mind. The, the one thing, and this is something that Guy Kawasaki told me, uh, who's an Apple evangelist, 
some of you probably have heard of him. Um, basically, he said, you know, one thing we look for as a venture capital company, we love to see a company that has a million users but is losing $20,000 a month, much more than a company that has five users making $20,000 a month, just because there's just no room for growth for a company that's X years old but only has five users, whereas a company that's X years old has a million users and is growing but yet losing money, we can, we can look at other ways to make money on that company. And so I feel that I'm pretty good with making money on websites, that if I've got a site and it's got traffic, I'm going to make money. There's no doubt about it. So that's for me, that's the easy part. But um, I think for a lot of people, you should come up with some basic monetization plan. And really, like I say, it, it, that should be the least of your worries. If you, the first thing is building a service that people will use. Very, very important. If you, and, and just approach your friends about it. Approach your family. And you don't want to approach techies because those aren't going to be the majority of your user base. It's going to be regular, everyday people. So just approach them and just say, hey, if this service was available, what do you think about it? Just, you know, don't tell them it's yours. Just get their honest opinion about it. Just, you know, would they use it? If there was, so, I mean, for auction ads, it was kind of a no-brainer. If you said to somebody, hey, would you, you know, if your site was about cameras and you could show live camera auctions on eBay on your site and get paid, you know, maybe $50 per click, you know, well, that's, that's obviously way not, not going to happen on average. But, I mean, you know, we see some very high revenues, um, you know, per click on, on niche sites that do so well that, you know, that basically it'd be a no-brainer to people. They're just like, well, yeah, duh. So the money aspect, or I mean the service aspect for, for uh, auction ads was, was kind of a no-brainer for us. The viral is, is, you know, you need to spread it. The viral component doesn't have to be there, but then you're going to have to understand that you're always going to have to spend a ton of money on marketing and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the revenue has to be there because if there's no revenue, then it's hard to do anything. All right, so uh, pretty much that was basically covering those. Um, I, I basically just in closing here, we're running out of time, but I pretty much just have been dealing with talking with a lot of people, you know, just helping them, doing some coaching calls. Um, you know, one of the things we do with the elite retreat and some of the other things is we give away basically an hour of our time um, to, you know, discuss with people, see where they're at, see where they need help, things like that. And then also there's been a few contests lately where I've, they've asked me if I would, you know, be available to the contest winner to do a consulting with them. And so I'm like, sure, what the heck, I'll talk to somebody for an hour about what they're doing and give them my opinions. And, uh, and I'm always very blunt. If I don't like what they're doing, I tell them, and I tell them why. So a couple nights ago I had a call with somebody, and no names revealed here, but basically I asked them what their site was about, and they just kind of sat there and were like, well, it's kind of hard to explain and I was like, okay, that's your first problem. Is if, you, if I ask you what your site's about, you can't tell me right away, that's an issue. Uh, I ran into that myself with auction ads. I, when somebody would ask me what it's about, I would be like, uh, it's kind of like you can put auctions on your website. Blah, blah. You need to know and be able to tell people right away what it's about. So now people ask me, I say, well, it's an easy way to show live eBay auctions on your site and get paid for it, which still kind of sounds confusing, but... I always try to have a visual with me. In fact, I, I carry around a little thing that shows an auction ad's ad when I'm at conferences because 
I can show people immediately, and that's good as well. So the thing is you need to be able to just communicate. That's the main point I'm getting at, what's your size about. And, and you need to know yourself what is it about. Because I, I just got from this person I was talking to, I just had the impression that she couldn't, she really didn't know what her site was about. So um, the, the other thing would be really to know your goals. And I've talked about that before, but I, I just don't think it hits home with a lot of people. They just don't really realize what I'm saying because they're like, oh, my goal is to make money. No, that's, that's not your goal. Your goal is, is, you know, that might be the end goal, but, but your goal is to get users. And how are you going to get those users? You know, by what method are you going to measure that? Is it by just pure unique hits? Is it by RSS subscriptions? Is it by newsletter subscribers? You know, how are you measuring your goals? It can't be just to make money because, you know, then you might as well just do arbitrage because that's, that's a simple end to a mean there. But it's not that simple. Like, for instance, with my blog, and you, and you also need to prepare for success, but basically with my blog, I never intended for it to make money. I never intended for that many people to read it. You know, I never advertised it. I just started writing my thoughts, and people started reading it and responding. And then I had an advertiser approach me, and then another one, and then another one. And, and eventually I was like, you know, I, I'm just going to sell ads on here, and whatever happens, happens. And so, you know, now it brings in about $10,000 a month from the blog, which is nice. I mean, I don't consider the blog a primary thing for me to do. It's, I try to do a post a day if I can. I don't force anything. If I have something to say, I say it. If not, I don't. And, you know, that's, that's nice. And my goal for the blog was to get basically just get RSS subscriptions. That was my primary goal was just to see how many RSS subscriptions I could get. And just a couple months ago, that number was 6,000. Now it's almost 10,000. And, you know, it just, and it fluctuates a bit with feed burner numbers, but, you know, it kind of bounces around 9,100 and 9,700, as weird as that sounds. But that's my main goal for the site, because I know that with those RSS subscriptions and, you know, just basically raw hits, those are metrics that will equal revenue. So the revenue is, is kind of the end goal. And I'll kind of leave you with that, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. I know it was a little long-winded. It was just me tonight so um let's see next week i should be available to do a show it'd be the 26th not sure who's gonna be on it yet i was trying to get actually somebody from the ebay affiliate team just to talk about the program a little more but not sure if that's gonna happen but we will see you next week have a good week everybody talk to you then